Welcome, Cincinnati Bengals fans, back to running through the jungle with our roaring reactions and coaches Cliff Notes, the last one of the season. And I am here with uh, my co host, Tim Lyons. Tim, what's going on out in the Northwest? In the great it's, Northwest. Yeah, it's just raining, gray skies, squishy grounds, you know. The same old, same old, and I know so, the Seahawks fans yeah, are sitting here hoping usual, for a right? win. Yep, just same old, same old. <laughs> All right, well, I'm your host, Brandon Harriet. We are missing uh, a couple of the Kimosabis. Mr. Lacey uh, had to go uh, check on some fam, and uh, Chase Younce is MIA. So, you know, he's uh, he's probably getting himself moved back into Cincinnati. I think his break's over and whatnot, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a lot going on there, so. Without further ado, finale for Paycor Stadium on the season finale. Bengals 31, uh, Browns 14, uh, Browns JV team 14. Let's not uh, go out, like act like we went out there and rolled up on uh, Miles Garrett and all the boys, because we did not. <laughs> that said, there were some good things to take away from this game. Uh, yeah. I, I, did, I did like to see that they got some of the youngsters some work. Uh, I was surprised we didn't see more Trey Hendrickson. I know he's been nursing some injuries and whatnot, so maybe that's the reason why. But he finishes the game with a half sack, so 17 and a half sacks. Uh, Mm -hmm. A sack and a half behind T.J. Watt for the league. League as of right now. Disappointed in that. What were your thoughts on the game, Tim? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I missed part of the first quarter. I was out shopping with the wife, so. Um, but I did come back and I saw that uh, Jake threw an interception and um, Driscoll threw an interception. And um, then when I came back, uh, Mixon takes it into the end zone for a rushing touchdown. I was like, well, that's all it took was me to watch the damn game, watch him run the ball, and there we go. Yeah. You know, run, and I, run the ball, they did. Yeah. And they run the ball. You know, Mixon, you know, he ran for 111 yards. He had a receiving touchdown as well. You know, I. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, we're a playoff contender here because, you know, one, we're out of the playoffs, and two, we're playing against the Bengals or the Browns JV team. So, but it was still nice to see that Mixon got his 1,000 yards, his 1,000 yards rushing on the year, got two touchdowns. You know, you know it's kind of a little bit of a hint for my game ball, you know, of the game. But, um, you know, the defense played really well. It was nice to see Jordan Battle, you know, Jordan Battle had a pick and he had a sack and he had a couple tackles for losses you know it, they played they played fairly well against the, the against the browns you know hey we ended off in a winning season so you know that's great i'm, I'm happy i'm happy yeah mixon saved uh, his first 100 yard rushing performance for game number 17 yeah. you know um yep how about it but he did get his a thousand uh jamar chase got his 100th catch yep I believe he ended right at 100. Yeah. Um, some other highlights from the game. Uh, you know, Yoshi had two touchdowns, mm-hmm. but he also had um, three drops. I think it was two, two drops, two drops. And eh, I'm gonna call the third one on the sideline where he got hit going out of bounds. I'm gonna call that a drop instead of a breakup. Yeah. I think he should have caught the ball. Anyway, um, Charlie Jones sighting. Hey, 
Yeah. Um, he looked pretty good. Got a first down on end around three catches for uh, 49 yards. 49. Yep. Um, Osai, I thought looked pretty good. Um, looked very yeah. athletic, did well on some stunts, a couple different stunts that he ran and then, um, had the, um, hit the, uh, the quarterback's elbow, hit Driscoll's elbow causing one of the interceptions. So that was, mm-hmm. that was nice to see. Now, my question with Osai, because, you know, it's always been this, you know, he's supposed to have this upside, coming out of Texas, got through the injuries, did this, did that, whatever. <laughs> Do you think Joseph Osai is now the defensive equivalent of our Chris Evans, where we see flashes when he gets to play, and for whatever reason, he doesn't play any meaningful snaps? You know, that's been my question all season long is where has Osai been? You know, what's up with Osai? I know he had his injuries and stuff like that. Then they finally started, you know, decided to play him today against the Browns. And, you know, I I think he is like our Chris Evans. You know, he's a flash in the pan when he's there. Then he has his down moments. Um, You know, what's the future holding for Osai? You know, we don't know. But, um, yeah. Like, like you know, just like you said, you know, he's kind of like the Chris Evans of uh, of the defense. So yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, it's it's really strange to me sometimes how he just disappears. Um, yeah, like you know, just don't put him in. Yeah. Uh, especially when we lack so much in pass rush, rush defense. Um, so I, I don't know. I thought I thought obviously we're not going against the number ones. Uh, Miles Murphy, I think. Uh, Continues to improve and show he he's strong, yeah, <laughs> strong like bull, yeah. Um, yeah a lot no. of fun. I, I think he could do some. No- I think he can make some noise going into year two. Um, Logan Wilson got another pick that was good to mm-hmm. see. So that's, he ended with uh, four on the year. Great for a linebacker. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I know one of our biggest questions with Miles Murphy has been, you know, was he worth the first round draft pick? You know, so, you know, hopefully we'll see, we'll see that payoff next year. Yeah. He's definitely got a, a good upside. He's, uh, yeah, but he needs to put it all together and, and, and he needs to get some more time. I'm surprised. You know, you really don't see him rotating around more. I'm surprised that we didn't see maybe him on the left more with, um, Hendrickson on the right during pass, uh, pass, you know, third yeah. downs and, and passing downs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe even we talked about earlier in the year, we see maybe Hubbard slide inside on, on, on passing downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't see any of that this year. And that may be because, you know, he's not used to, to rushing from the other side. Maybe he doesn't have those moves. That's something that if he does over the off season, I would love to see him, uh, miles Murphy and, um, Trey Hendrickson be able to be interchangeable, movable pieces where yeah. they maybe one goes inside, one goes out. How about one at right guard, one at right end? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's putting some pressure on our defense. Yeah, and that's one thing that we didn't see all year long with Hendrickson. Hendrickson really didn't move at all. I know I, I know I remember seeing Hubbard moving a little bit. You know, he'd move inside, but he'd play back off the line. He was I'm guessing he was doing a quarterback spy. Or something to that effect, but other than that, they always kept Hendrickson, you know, uh, stationary at, at his right end position. So you know, it would it would, I 
I don't understand why they didn't change it up or, you know, make some kind of do because, you know, when you're going against the same left tackle over and over again, you can either wear them down or they'll start double teaming you or the left tackle will just finally, finally figure you out. Yeah. I listen, uh, Trey Hendrickson had his best year, most yeah. sacked anyway, yeah. um, in his career. And, and, you know, since he's come to the Bengals, he's led the uh, league in 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 um, uh, pass rush and his uh, win percentage. So, uh, in pressures, that is. So, you know, he, yeah. he's been a great player for us. I, I with the addition of Miles Murphy, I think I'd like to see a little bit more exotic thing. Um, and who knows? Maybe we'll see that next year. Um, maybe that'll be post Lou Anarumo. We don't know. So uh, there's a lot of things to talk about in the off season. Uh, mm-hmm. I also we're going to continue to talk about NFL football and the playoffs and what we've seen and and, and pictures of that sort. Um, probably mention a couple of things on the way out the door here, but I do want to do the the coach's cliff notes uh, part of this. Um, I know you had some stuff going on and didn't get to watch, uh, didn't get to listen to it all, but um, again. To no one's surprise, Coach Zach, very vanilla. Not a whole lot to dissect from it. You know, obviously, he was happy with the effort. Um, he did make that. And he also mentioned he was happy with the effort of the fans. Mm-hmm. He made a joke about sitting in the, you know, in the uh, upper deck. And he said, I don't know if that'd be me, but there were people up there cheering, and then we appreciate it. Um, they showed up pretty strong for the, uh, season finale even though there was nothing on the line and supported the team and he said and you know our our fans have been great since i've been here and in 2024 we need to get back to championship football which is what they deserve yeah that's about the most say it with a chess moment you see was Zach. so i was happy with that um i don't think there's really anything you can dissect out of that Mm-mm. um jake browning you know, they talked to him about um, the opportunities uh, this season and how he got off to a really great start. He played really well for the most part. Um, you know, going out with this last win, how'd you feel? You know, felt good coming off. Da, da, da. Jake um, said, you know, he goes, obviously you feel good. The bell goes off. You win the game. You feel good. You say your goodbyes to everybody. And he goes, and as soon as I turn to walk out, immediate disappointment hit me because mm-hmm. all I could think about were those three games that I lost and what I could have done. He goes, I could have played better in all three of those games. I could have won one of those games. And he goes, and then we're so close to the playoffs. If we win one of those games, we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that from him, man. I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, they always say a great poker player never forgets his big wins, but always forgets it or always or never remembers his big wins, but always remembers his uh, bad beats. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what you gotta you gotta be in order to be excellent. Like that that bitterness of a loss has to stick with you and drive you to 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 play better and to never want that feeling again. I, I like I think uh, I think Jake Browning's carved out a little niche for himself and is going to have an opportunity in this league. What are your takes on? Uh, how Jake Browning did this year and, and how his attitude was. 
You know, I think he had a great attitude. You know, he he was the back. He was Joe Burrow's backup. You know, like like I've been saying ever since he started starting. You know, Jake's not Joe. You know, nobody's Joe. But you know, he stepped up when he needed to step up. Yeah, he had some disappointing losses. Um, I know I was hard on him too because you know I'm here in Washington. You know, Jake went to UW here in Washington, and a lot of people locally are like, "Oh, how do you? What do you think of Jake Browning?" And I'm like, "Oh, he's." good quarterback and then i'm like oh he's hmm. you know so um you know but his personality he is a i won't say a serious guy but there's a part to him where he takes everything to heart and you know and that is too bad that he, you know we couldn't win against the steelers and the chiefs you know nobody likes to lose against the steelers especially in the afc north i don't like the steelers i was rooting for them to to lose yesterday and I was rooting for the Jaguars to win the day but you know unfortunately you know that's the way the cookie crumble so um but anyways you know Jake I think he's going to be a, a great backup for Joe next year because I don't see him going anywhere you know he, we got that ex, uh restricted uh free agent or, or I'm sorry exclusive free agent on him to where the Bengals can offer him league minimum for another year and he's got to take it you know, or, you know, is the Bengals going to trade him or let him walk? You know, who knows? But I think they'd be smart to, to, to assign him to another year at least um, to see, you know, to see what else we can get from him if if he's needed again. Knock on wood. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's been a it's been a season that, you know, we had high expectations. It's something we've discussed before. And, unfortunately, we came up short in the end, um, losing – you know, five games in the AFC North really hurt us, really hurt us bad. Um, so, but, you know, there's next year. Let's hope for a some re-signings, some free agent signings, a good draft, and see where we go from there. Yeah, I agree with you. And you alluded to uh, some of the AFC teams um, playing for the playoffs today. I want to get into that real quick. But before we do, we got to pay some bills, so... It's that time where we're going to take a quick break. This is going to be a little bit of a short one with just me and Tim on here in the season finale and not going into the playoffs, so on and so forth. So while you got a chance, go ahead, hit that like button, subscribe, get those notifications, share us with a friend. Um, it's the only way to build this thing up, especially going into the offseason, is we depend on you to help uh, on top of what we do. As far as marketing and things like that, it's really you guys that build that thing from the ground up, and we appreciate everybody's support. So do that for us while we have a second. Give us those five-star reviews, and we will be right back in one momento. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, welcome back, Bengals fans, Roaring Ranchians, coaches, Cliff Notes. We've given you the kind of the uh, the rundown. I don't like to go through drive by drive, quarter by quarter. I've listened to all that kind of stuff out there. Not my shtick. Um, 
We're going to give you good pertinent information here on the Running Through the Jungle channel as much as we can. And um, we're not going to give you a bunch of fluff and BS just to put some uh, time on the clock. Right. Coach's Cliff Notes, pretty boring as normal. I want to talk about some of these AFC um, some of these AFC uh, teams. We talked about at the beginning of the year, I picked three teams from the AFC North to go to the playoffs. And I was right. I did not think that we would be sitting at home. I also didn't think Joe Burrow would be in a sling. So, uh, again, I think the toughest division of football, We I think we show that time and time again. Right now, I, I don't know how you can't have the Baltimore Ravens as, as a favorite in the uh, Super Bowl race. And, and honestly, I didn't think they were better than us. Um, right. so they, we played them when Joe Burrow was still hurt, uh, nursing that calf and, and should have won that game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait till next year. I can't wait to see how these pieces fall. Um, but they, Hey, the Steelers to their credit again, another winning season and, and somehow sneak their way into the playoffs. Um, I live in Pittsburgh and I can tell you from, uh, recent history, if they lose in the first round of the playoffs again, the whole city will come unglued again, and uh, it's very interesting to watch. Um, they they want Tomlin's head every time he loses that first one in the playoffs. And he hasn't won very many playoff games recently, so uh, yeah. is he like one and four? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, could get interesting. But the team that I really um, <laughs> that really I. I see a lot of similarities in the way they finished and the way we started. Mm-hmm. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Um, after week 12, they were eight and three and sitting in the first seed in the uh, AFC playoff. Yeah. And then uh, a guy named Jake Browning walks in to <laughs> Duval County. And takes them to overtime and wins 34-31. Mm-hmm. And that started a five out of six losses um, for the for the remainder of the season, including that one starting a four-game skid. They were able to beat the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Um, man, what the mighty have fallen there, really, and uh and and bad. And I I look at it, and the reason why I see similarities, the way they finished, the way we started. At 8-3, and going into our game, Travis Etienne was in the top five rushing yards in the the league. Yeah. And then they quit running the ball. Now, rather, he's banged up, uh, Tank Bigsby got a little nicked. I don't know what it is, but you got to continue to run the ball. You got to continue to, to be balanced. We talk about all the time. Um, do you see similarities? I mean, they've got good wide receivers. We got good wide receivers. I think Ingram was really close to, to that's a difference. One of their good wide receivers is tight end. Ingram right. um, was at 114. When I last saw chasing 117 in the uh, the all time record for tight ends, do you see similarities there, or or, or what what's your thoughts on them and, and just not running the ball? 
You know, yeah, you do kind of see their similarity, similarities. Um, their defense is kind of a bend, don't break kind of defense. Um, they got one, of, they got a good running back. It's like, you know, how can you stop the bus in the middle of the track and expect things to go the way they do? You can't, you know, I know Trevor Lawrence was hurt, you know, part of the seat, you know, part of the season two. And, you know, he came back this week and it's like, I know you're playing against the Titans today and, you know, the Titans, they have a hell of a rush defense or a hell of a pass defense and they'll come at you with seven guys and they don't care. So when you're sitting back and shot, like we see it all, all year long, pretty much when you're sitting back in shotgun formations and trying to run the ball or trying to pass every down, you know, it comes to the same, the, the same results going to happen. You know, you can keep doing the same thing and the same result. That's insanity the same thing is going to keep happening. So, you know, yeah, I do see the similarities. Um, and unfortunately for them, you know, they, they just let that run right down there. They just pissed down their leg and they just lost their season right at the end. At the end, all they had to do was win one game against the Titans and the Titans, you know, the Titans weren't giving up. This was Derrick Henry's possible last game with the Titans possibility. And, you know, Tannehill was back out there as quarterback. There was no Will Levis. You know, it's like they just stalled, you know. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, Jacksonville's like, I won't say a mirror image of the Bengals, but kind of is. You know, when we got mixing, you know, in, in our run game issues that happened, one day we're running for 20-plus yard or 20-plus attempts. Next, we're only, you know, rushing for eight. So yeah, I do. I do agree upon you. They're kind of a, a spitting image of each other. Yeah, I, I think they're very similar. Um, I think obviously, are when healthy, um, Joe Burrow is the biggest difference there, right? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And, and I think they've got good receivers where ours may be great. Yeah. So that gives us the edge there. Um, on to another one with their loss, the Houston Texans. Go from the bottom of the barrel to the top and win the yep. AFC South. Um, I really think that solidifies who I've been saying, uh, D'Amico Ryan's uh, coach of the year for the past few weeks. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that solidifies him, man. I think you got to give him the nod on that. Um, now, the offensive rookie of the year, he got a little bit of a, a push here, right? Um, C.J. Stroud threw for over 4,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Luck has the rookie record for 4,374 yards. Right. Uh, I think Stroud was like 260, 270 behind him, and that's missing two games. Yeah. He would yeah. have smashed that record, dude. You know, as you know, I'm not an OSU quarterback fan. I give these Ohio, these Ohio State fans crap all the time. And I said but- last year going into the draft, they finally had a quarterback come out. They've yeah. had a great punter come out that played quarterback for him. They've had a great running back playing quarterback for him. They haven't mm-hmm. had – I think he's the first – I mean, the true passer. Just feels yeah. athletic, electrifying. I don't think he's the quarterback C.J. Stroud is. No. Yeah, you know, and, and like, I, like I told you, I don't know, probably six or seven weeks ago, you know, or, yeah, I think it was about six or seven weeks ago when we played Houston and we got beat by Houston. I told you, you know, I put foot in mouth about C.J. Stroud and – you know, he is a 
he's going to have a good he's going to have a great a great career he's going to have a great career as a quarterback as long as he stays healthy and i'm happy for him you know i'm pushing i'm hoping that he gets rookie of the year it's gonna be i think it's between him and uh uh what's his name nuka the wide receiver out of the range nuka nakua that was the other person i was going to mention uh broke jamar chase's rookie receiving record yep Um, i think it's going to come down to them too so that's uh that's definitely that's going to be a tight race going to be interesting to uh to see uh and i think with both of those if seattle doesn't make the playoffs or houston doesn't make the playoffs that may affect it and swing it to one or the other both of them making it both of them having great years i mean do you go with someone who broke the record or you go with the most important um position on the football field i think that's what it comes down to um then you have the the Browns at five. That was sewed up. Um, so the Bills are at six. The Dolphins are at two, and the Steelers are at seven right now. The way it, the way it's playing out. Mm-hmm. But that could that's all could shuffle depending on what happens here between the Dolphins and the uh, the Bills. Right. But either way, they're all in. Everybody else has nine wins. So. Those teams are all in. That's our seven. There could be a shuffle up there depending on who wins. Now, right. I'm looking at these teams. Boy, I sure as heck would want to be in that two spot. You know what I mean? I'd rather play. I mean, the Steelers are either going to play the Dolphins or the Chiefs. Mm. They would much rather have... The Dolphins lose and play the Chiefs, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because so the Chiefs are having the problems. Steelers are all Bills fans right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it's we'll see how it we'll see how it all plays off. But I, I isn't didn't they say the Browns will play the Texans right now? Yeah, that's that's sewed up. That's not changing. Okay, so the Browns are going to play the Texans. Yeah, and then it all depends on who the Chiefs or the Bills or the Dolphins or the Steelers, who they're going to play. Correct. Um, now, the Browns, they played the Texans already. Um, right. And they won that game pretty handily, 36-22. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was only a few weeks ago. But it's also one of the games Case Keenum started. And not CJ. Um, and not CJ Stroud. So, not going to be playing the same team. Right. Right. So it's going to be interesting how that rematch. Um, they played them in Texas. They're going to have to go to Cleveland now, and, and it's going to be terrible weather. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, it's going to be interesting. No, no, they go back to Houston. No, they go back to Houston. Houston's four. Yeah, because te- because the Texans yeah, won the division. They won the division. The, yeah, the Browns are going to Texas, even though they have a better record. Uh, very interesting the way this work out. But yeah, so they'll they'll, they'll go back to Houston. Mm-hmm. Man, that's going to be a track meet. Um, it's going to be loud. Elijah, Elijah Moore probably still is. He's out for the season, I believe. I believe that, so, too. I don't know, man. That's going to be an interesting game. That's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to talk about with the playoff scene or uh, any of those kind of things in uh, NFL football in general? You know, I, I you know, want to – I want to, you know, congratulate all the playoff teams and good job. You know, Steelers snuck in there. 
unfortunately. But, you know, it is what it is. But the AFC North is going to be represented by three three AFC North teams. Um, and I know I said at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to stick with it now, the AFC wins the Super Bowl. Who day? I'll tell you, I keep saying that. And uh, I said that a couple of years ago, I said that the AFC will run three straight. And everybody mm-hmm. told me I was crazy, yada, yada, yada. And I just keep seeing these young quarterbacks that come up in the AFC. Man, CJ Stroud's the next one. I don't yeah. see I don't see as good a quarterbacks coming up in the NFC right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think when you run down the list of top quarterbacks, you go um, Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and I mean who. When do you get to the NFC? I mean, where Hertz was there for a while, but man, he's finished poorly. He's dropped. Yeah. Um, I mean, where you get you get to an NFC quarterback around what eight? Yeah, my, yeah, I'd say seven or eight. Seven or eight. Yeah. I think it's a gauntlet going through the AFC now, and I think really when you get to the playoffs, the quarterback, those teams are all going to play a little bit tighter normally because they're mm-hmm. all good teams. Um, so the 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 score is going to be closer, and then you get to who's that clutch quarterback that can pull that game off. I really right. think that's what I think that's a, the key when you're in those playoffs. That's the reason why I take the AFC. Yeah. All right. Well, no more uh, playoff picture talk right now. We'll uh, we'll have more of that for you on Wednesday night we'll have running through the jungle up on youtube on thursday we'll have it up for your drive time on all your spotify and apple and google podcasts wherever you get your podcast so check some more of that stuff out there um we'll have uh i'm sure mr lacy will want to give his two cents about the game um probably talk a little bit about tyler boyd um play, maybe playing his last game for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. uh Man, I thought he had a 70-yard touchdown. And he dropped it. And he dropped it. I thought he was going to go out with that. I was like, oh, yeah. On a free play, offside free play, I thought he had a big one. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, man, what are you going to do? Well, hey, it's just me and you. Offensive and defensive game balls, and I think this might be a pretty easy pick for both of them in my mind. But we'll, we'll let you go first, and you let me know what you think. Well, as you know, my offensive game ball is going to go to Joe Mixon. I've been I've been riding Joe Mixon pretty much all year long, and you know I preach run the damn ball. He ran the damn ball for 111 yards, two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. My game ball, no doubt. Um, with my defensive game ball, it's going to go with Jordan Battle. Jordan Battle had a sack, a couple tackles for a loss, an interception. Uh, pass deflection. He was just balling out today. So those are my game balls for the day. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't argue with uh, Joe Mixon. Again, almost eight yards a carry. Uh, only 14 carries, 111 yards. They did give um, uh, Chase Brown some carries. He got 43 yards, averaging about four yards a carry. I wait 7.9 yards carry, though, for Mixon. Mixon uh, finishes with a touchdown receiving and rushing. Easy mm-hmm. offensive game ball to me. Um, 
I don't even really have an honorable mention there uh, for for the game ball. Defensively, I'll give an honorable mention with five tackles and an interception. Logan Wilson, I'll give him an honorable mention. Um, (laughs) But I think, again, Battle looked more comfortable out there. You know, maybe not as threatened by somebody going deep. It might have been a little bit more interesting uh, had the starters played, but he played really well. Sack, interception, I think it's Jordan Battle. So, clean sweep for me too, Tim. Clean Amen. sweep. So, what are your final thoughts about the season, man? What do you uh, What do you got to say about the 2023 Cincinnati Bengals? Could have been a lot better. Could have been a lot worse. You know, but am I happy about it? No, but we did end up in a winning season. So, you know, there's three winning seasons in a row for Zach, for Zach uh, Taylor. But we're not going to start that. That's not a tradition. That That's a tradition that, you know, another AFC North team does. They're praising their, quarter, their coach on consecutive winning seasons. But, um, you know, it could have been worse. Um, unfortunately, we lost Joe. You know, Joe played hurt. Um, you know, we lost DJ reader and all I want to say is if we don't re-sign Boyd reader, Wuzier, um, T Higgins, you know, those guys are going to be missed. They are, they're going to be missed, especially Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd for me personally is like when AJ green, when we, when AJ green left Cincinnati, you know, Tyler Boyd is kind of like that same thing for me. Um, you know, yeah, he, he, he has had a hell of a career here in Cincinnati and he will be missed if, if he's not re-signed. Um, you know, they're here's to next year. Um, and here's to the off season and see what, uh, the Bengals do and, um, look, looking forward to see what kind of content that we push out for everybody. Um, I just want to say thank you, everybody, again, for supporting our Running Through the Jungle. Thank you, Brandon, for inviting me onto, onto the show as a guest a long, long time ago, and here I am as a normal guest. Um, I appreciate you, and I love you, brother, and who day. Love right back at you. You know that from, uh, from knee-high to a grasshopper. Um, yeah, Tyler Boyd, it'll be interesting – what's available this off season to him as far as uh, is there a team out there looking for that veteran presence? Um, right. I don't think he's going to leave and go and chase money without going to another situation where he can play for a contender. I don't think he wants to go play. I don't think he's just going to chase the bag to the point. I mean, he's made, you know, 10 million a year. So I don't think he's going to go chase the bag to the point where, you see him go, uh, you know, play for whoever, you know, the Carolina Panthers for $8 million instead of coming back to us for six. I don't yeah. I don't see him doing that. Could be wrong, but that's the way I feel. Uh, kind of cool that he got his 6,000 yards. Eek that in. Uh, that was pretty cool um, for his career with us. Uh, so if he does go, he's got that, hang his hat on. And, uh, again, yeah, he's been, he's been a great player. Um, stand up dude went a long time without having drops at all. And then all of a sudden yeah. over the past couple of years, we've seen him a little bit, but, 
Um, I would love to have him back. I, I, I would sum up this year with adversity would be the word I would think of, you know, adversity mm-hmm. with Joe Burrow, not having a training camp again. And then, uh, having that strained calf, getting off to a slow start, putting ourselves behind the eight ball again. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, more adversity with, um, DJ reader going down more adversity with Joe going down again for a second time, uh, season ending injury, but that whole time they fought, um, our defense, I think, uh, all year wasn't what I thought it should be. Mm-hmm. Had some glimpses from the safety safeties didn't play as well as they should. Uh, we had Brian Robinson, our putter out of Michigan, um, lower average than what he had in college. And I think a little bit that you can point to, I know it was a focus going into this year to have more hang time and not have more part returns. And he did a good job with that. Um, But now we've got to find that sweet spot. He's got to hit some, some, some better punts. He's got to have a little higher average uh, without sacrificing that hang time and that return average. Um, all things I think we could do, right? All things I think we can build to. Now we have a different adversity. We set ourselves up right now. We have the fifth best um, cap space going into the offseason. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people out there that need paid. I'm not going to overreact this offseason. That's my, that's my New Year's resolution. I'm not going to overreact to the Bengals offseason this year. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Because the Duke has earned that for me. True. I'm going to let him do his thing. Uh, I'm going to give my opinion about it. I'm going to give my opinion about what I think we should do, what we shouldn't do. I'm not going to overreact when one chess piece moves. I'm going to wait until all the chess pieces are moved around to really sink into what the the totality looks like because I don't think you can just jump to conclusion without seeing the rest of the chess pieces because this this front office has proven that there's always another move coming or something going on they've proven that they can get the Mike Hiltons of the world the DJ readers of the world uh, the um, um, Brown uh Orlando Brown juniors of the world to come here and play in Cincinnati for a little bit less money. Yeah. A lot of Joe Burrow influence there. A lot of Duke Tobin influence there. So I appreciate those things. I'm going to, I'm going to let this one ride out like that. So that's my final thoughts for the season. And I I'm hoping all of our Bengals listeners out there, all of our fans can ride with me on that one. Let's not knee jerk reaction and let's not torch social media. Just because of one move. Let's wait and see what happens. Let's just yeah. wait and see what happens. There may be there may be a thought process behind it, but there's a lot of holes, a lot of free agents that we're gonna have to replace. That said, I think you know, Cincinnati is a little sexier place to come play than it used to be. Thank you, Mr. Burrow. <laughs> so for all that said. I'm your host, Brandon Harriet, with your host, Tim Lyons. Thank you again, Tim. Appreciate having you on here. We will be back, uh, like I said, Wednesday, Thursday, with Running Through the Jungle. 
might have some uh, some quips in there. We'll definitely still be doing pay dirt. We'll definitely still be talking about some things. So come check us out. Rock with us every week. And we are going to be done with the roaring reactions for the year. It's a sad day. Mm-hmm. So, who day? Check us out during the week. Run it through the jungle. Thank you, fam. <laughs>